Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. So this is Starship Sofa recording live for the, the Hugo nominations and I just want to like introduce the guests who I've got online which I'm so proud of. We have Amy H. Sturgis. Amy, hello. Hi Tony, it's great to be here with you this evening. Thanks for having me. Oh Amy, you're a star. Thank you for coming on. And we have Jonathan Strand. Jonathan, very nice to have you on board. Wonderful to be on, on Tony. Uh, good morning from Australia. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens today. Yes, it's a ridiculously early time for you, and it's a, it's it's getting on now evening time for me. So, but thank you honestly so much for coming, and getting on board this time in the morning for you. My my pleasure. And we also have Mr. Grant Stone, who's been instrumental in helping get the name about Starship Sofa around and about. Grant, hello. Good morning, Tony. Oh, thank you again for coming on. Looking forward to having some chats off you on this fine show. And last, but by no means least, we have the amazing oh, least, least. <laughs> Mr. Larry Santuru. Larry, nice to get you on board, sir. Thank you, Tony, and happy Easter, happy Passover, happy Eastern Orthodox Christmas, happy everything, yes. whatever it is. Yes. Thank you so much. I wonder, just, you know, with the, the, the kind of Hugo's going live here, I wonder how it... Jonathan, have you been in this kind of predicament before, waiting to see what happens? Do they do them in any particular order, or, or do they just start coming out in a flurry? <laughs> to my knowledge, this is the first time they've ever covered the nominations live. Normally, they just um, leak out to the world. What? Uh, the, I mean, my own original experience was actually working for Locust. They used to send them to the uh, nominations early to Locust to proofread and check. I don't think they do it anymore. So I'd be sitting there working in California, which I did for a little while, and you get to see them two weeks early but you had to be quiet uh but this is new this is exciting it turns the whole thing into an event it's great yes and it just looks like on this con reporter kevin stanley now kevin's actually partners with cheryl as well they're hooking up from is it norse con and they've got like a big screen going on you know they've got a big screen gone over there so they're getting it live as well so it looks like the whole thing's you know everyone's hooking up and getting getting down with it (laughs) Good. Absolutely, and following it on Twitter and the whole deal. Right, Cheryl Morgan. Okay, they're about to start. Yes. Ooh, I wonder, I wonder what end of the ballot they'll start at. You know, what, what comes first? Is it going to be best novel or um, uh, best related work or one of the fan categories? I would have thought or it was. Whole... I would have thought it would start down the bottom. Do you know the kind of the, the fan side? Exactly. Of it. The Campbell Award. That's the the bottom of the yes. information ballot. Logical, logical. Right. Oh, God, I'm so fucking <laughs> nervous. Are you nervous, Tony? And then, me? Of course Tony. I am. <laughs> Tony, Tony's on edge. You can tell Tony's on edge. Actually, this bloody beer's going down too I just have a picture of quick. him with about eight bottles of beer in front of him, opened all of them. <laughs> Shall I tell you what I've got? Are I've you? got a Beacon Fire, which is a red chilli beer from just a local brewery up here, and I've got an Abbott Ale, so they're me too. So, and they're actually ones that bloody empty already within a couple of minutes. <laughs> so, is there anybody there? Do you think there's any going to be any surprises with this? You know, like like a, a person we haven't really known about, or anything like that. Uh, there's always a chance for it, isn't there? I mean, particularly in the short fiction categories, they tend to throw up surprises. Um, and then there's lots and lots of people out there who are nominating it. I mean, as Amy rightly says, I think this is the largest number of nom- you know, nominations I've had in years and years and years ever. So um, who knows? Uh, and also, I mean, so as, you go, as you track down the val- ballot, and then what makes it really exciting is if you get new people on the ballot, then it completely throws the voting later on because you can't sit and go, well, obviously so-and-so is going to win. Because we all love to play handicap the Hugos. Um, <laughs> well, you do. It's great. Uh, but once that's happened, then you've got to sit around and go, okay, well, we didn't expect X to get on there. I mean, so now what happens? So, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's really exciting. I mean, one of the big 
things they're uh, pushing here in Australia was a story called X6 by Paul Haynes, which was a lot of talk about Down Under. And given that there was a, there was a campaign, I mean, a really positive one to get out and nominate, who knows if that'll mm. make it on. I just want them oh, to get on. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. I, I want to All see Paul Haynes on there. That was incredible, that story. Yeah, it is. Just an excoriating piece of fiction. So, um, but I just, I just want them to start tweeting. All I'm getting is like nothing yet. Come on, Cheryl. There must be, you know, they're probably standing there rabbiting oh, on about that. how much the room is. Larry's put his name on the, um, on the, on the Con Reporter. I just I wonder, said hello to Yuji. <laughs> I wonder if there's a, Jonathan Grant, do you think there'd be more influence from kind of Australia because it's coming down your way now? So there's a lot more votes. So we might see some Australian writers who, and I'm not sounding a bit ignorant, but I might not know of. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a lot more votes coming from your end of the world. Right. Um, well, I'm not sure. I'm sort of new to it. I, I would have thought there'd be a little bit more from Australia and New Zealand because so many people are are going to Worldcon. Um, but for me, I think my money's on Paul Haynes for being the big Australian entry onto the ballot. For for what grant? For best novel, is it? Or best short story? Uh, or? That's a, it's a novella. Right. What's it called? I'll look out for it. Everyone look out for it. What's it called, sir? It's nice. called Wives, and it was in the X6 anthology. Yeah, I, I also think uh, there's a couple of people who've got a chance. I mean, I think there's uh, a critic, Helen Merrick, uh, who's got a chance with a book of hers uh, on feminist SF. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Tan is always a good shot for a best artist nod, I think. Mm. Greg Egan had a good novella out this year, and he's always a good thing. And actually, one of the quiet people who I'd love to see get up is Damien Broderick, who's been writing for years and years and years, never gets up, but had a great year this year. So, I mean, he's a possibility. So that would be interesting. It's funny, I haven't really kind of been looking. You know, I've been so kind of wrapped up in everything else. I've just kind of, you know, with the kind of Starship sofas, what's going on? Are we getting there? That's interesting. Yeah, no, it's All right. Yeah, isn't it, it, Amy? Sorry, 864 ballots, all but 33 submitted online. Wow. So that's going to, that is going to skew the ballot. It has to. That's a younger ballot. Yeah. I wonder if next year's will be even younger now that we're having this live, uh, you know, uh, coverage. That this is going to bring in a whole new demographic right. that uh, really wasn't, you know, plugged into the whole um, Hugo process before. Seeing this reported live and, and being given this attention, I wonder if, if next year will be, you know, even more so. Uh, skewed I'm sure it will. Younger. I see. Chronic savvy. I see Corey Doctorow's yeah. turned up there at um, the other. North yes, the North Con- and Amy Thomas. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, Amy you get Thomas, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I hate to say because it it's it's one of these things that people always say, but it also means that the people with big online follow followings um, will begin to skew the awards. I mean, they would anyway. The Corey Doctorows and the Neil Gaimans and those kind of people, but that means they're going to sort of appear. So it might be interesting to see whether Neil Gaiman's short story from Songs of the Dying Earth, an invocation of something of night or something, makes the final ballot. It may be there. Do you think Corey Doctor will be in with me? Is he? Can he Maybe. get in with me, guys? Can he? Uh, I'd have to look at the year it came out. I don't think. I think it's no. Yeah, he is eligible. Yes, Makers would be eligible, and he had a couple of short stories, I think, as well. So he could well be on there. Yes. <coughs> Uh, and I mean, getting back to what you said a moment ago, Tony, about whether Australians will show, I know that there was a, a concerted campaign, but don't forget, it's voted on by members of last year's and next year's. Yes, you know, I was uh, I was thinking that when I actually said it, and I was thinking, well, oh, yeah, the, there is still last year's, but that, once these nominations are up, that's it, it's all yeah. really down to who's going, am I writing, am I getting that right, it's all who's down going to the Australian one, who can get the actual vote in. No, all Either three conventions. Right. Oh, yeah, God, I. There's still hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, this, this is such a new thing. You've sort of got to get used to like reading the Twitter feed. So, I mean, there's, there's Cheryl's just said, well, only 60% of the ballots came from Americans. And that's fascinating. Oh, right. See, I'm not watching uh, I'm watching this um, Hugo live feed. Is that not the one to watch? Yes, it is. Hugo's nominations live. Right. And down the bottom, yeah. she's just said the majority of them came from America, followed by Canada, then Australia. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, 
which which kind of works out if you think about it, because it means you've got all the Americans who go, then you've got everybody who was a member in um, of anticipation last year, so they're eligible, and then of course the AussieCon members. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. I would think there's a chance that some Canadians like Robert Charles Wilson, and again Corey Corey Doctorow may well feature on the final ballot as a result of that. Jonathan, did you did you get a Hugo last year? Did, did anything? I can't remember. Bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. You're a fine man. I like you very much. Uh, no. No. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, wow. First, first results oh, in. There we go. Right. Uh, who's and we've got who's, an Australian on the ballot. Who wants to read? for John W. Campbell Award. Go on, read it out then, Jonathan. Uh, well, you should. Okay. From now. Saladin Ahmed, uh, Gail Carragher, Felix Gilman, Sean Ann McGuire and Leslie Robin are all nominated. Saladin Ahmed's up for the Nebula this year, of course. Yes, I've heard. I've heard um, of him. Yeah, and Leslie Robin is um, an Australian who collaborates with Mike Resnick on a lot of fiction. So that's really great. That's really interesting. Here we go. It's kicked off. It's, I wish I had some bloody money on it. It would make it even more. <laughs> <laughs> they are starting then at the bottom of the ballot and working up. They are. Just so exactly. Best fan artist should be next. Oh, I've got no idea about that one at all. No, no. Interesting. But, but um, it means we're three away from best fanzine. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll be the end of the podcast. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> could it end it there? Best okay. fan artist. Best fan artist. Brad W. Foster, Dave Howell, Susan Sue Mason, Steve Styles, and Terrell Wayne. They don't mean they. Them names don't mean anything really to me. I'm a bit ignorant on. <laughs> I'll be honest and say that I know the names Foster, Wayne, Mason, and Styles. I think are fairly regular nominees mm-hmm. in the category. Certainly, Terrell Wayne's name I've heard often before. So there you go. That, that that's sort of, sort of interesting. Good luck, them. Yes, definitely. It's, it's going too fast now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be over in five minutes. You go. That was interesting, wasn't it? We should have best fan writer next. Oh, that's that's interesting because Charlie Strauss put himself up for best fan writer, didn't he? Right. Just turn around saying he was yeah. saying he was, you know. So, and of course, now that they've changed the way we look at this stuff, um, Charlie Strauss, Corey Doctorow, John Scalzi, all these guys. Even though I think Scalzi asked not to be considered, but those guys are all eligible for the stuff they do, which changes the whole look of the whole thing. And there we go, Tony. Best. best oh, 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 best. Where was best? Best fan writer, we've got Claire, I can't pronounce her name, Braley, Christopher Braley. J. Garcia, James Nickel, Lloyd Penny, and Frederick Paul. Wow. Yes. Yes, that's right. Wow. Yes, there were going to be surprises. There so is this is one. for best fan, fan writer, Frederick Paul. For, for his blog. For his blog. Yes. Right. The way the future blogs. But I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I know that uh, Chris Garcia is like a six or seven time Hugo nominee, but I don't think he's ever won. And Fred Paul, well, he's, that's great to see a 90 year old. Yeah, <laughs> author for blogging. Did um, I, I phoned him up? You know, a couple of about two weeks ago to try and get an interview him, and he was he was actually out at the time, and it was his daughter that answered the phone. <laughs> That's Fred Pohl's first fan nomination, obviously. Wow. Well, for those listening, of course, obviously because we're reading the feed, not because we actually know anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it it just keeps going blurred for me when I look at it. It's like this total bloody excitement. Isn't your one up next, Tony? Is it? It is. I think so. Oh, yes. someone, oh, read, someone read it out for us then. Just good luck, cause, Tony. Because I'm not going to read it out. Over to you, Larry. You can read it out. I don't know how I'm to not. read. <laughs> the, beer's, the beer's going to I've lost the ability <laughs> you'll, you'll actually probably hear Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure I will I have to tell you my own experiences I mean it's a cliche But just getting nominated is almost exactly oh, like I, winning I, I reckon. It's awesome <gasps> What's that? The yes, oh, 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 Congratulations oh, oh, you Congratulations. Yeah, boggers. <laughs> You've opened the door for everybody, Tony. There it is. Well, cheers, everybody. You're like Eva Parks. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, so the nominees for Best Fan Scene, in amongst all the cackling and laughing for Tony, yay, are Agentis, edited by Stephen H. Silver, Banana Wings, edited by Claire Briali and Mark Plummer. I think they're English. Challenger, edited by Guy H. Lillian III. 
Drink Tank, edited by Christopher J. Garcia, with guest editor James Bacon. File 770, edited by Mike Glyer, and Starship Sofa, edited by Tony C. Smith. It's up, it's up there in writing. Now, they can't take it back now. Yes. <laughs> they all get drunk now. <laughs> Do you know that like it's... Yeah, six nominees. It's, it's actually what you're seeing, Jonathan. You know, it's like just getting nominated, but kind of what? Oh, fucking hell, what makes it special? I'm just swearing my head off. You know? What makes it special <laughs> is like first podcast. Do you know what I mean? And I yes. think I'm the first. I'm not. You know, probably have to wait. It might be another one that gets into the kind of semi prosine. But oh wow, Amy, how about I, that? Yeah, that's I outstanding. That's history being made. So of course. We should properly ask you um, uh, what designer you're wearing now, since you're officially a nominee. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait on, yeah, semi-prosing. Oh. Any new, we, Ansible is in there, Clark's World, with, yes, that's good. Interzone, Locus. Now, we had Tails, and what's that one? Greenotromy. Uh, that's just what the editor's for Locus. Oh, no, 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 that, that's the editor. <laughs> Total corn blurred. I'm really pleased, so, I mean, I mean, Ansible's gets up all the time, but Clark's World is great. That's terrific to yes. see. And of course, this is Charles Brown's last ever Hugo nomination. Yes, because right. he died. So yes, right. you know who's not there. Do you know who's not there? No, a podcast. No, in yes, so that does make Starship so for the first podcast in the history. Congratulations! But, you ruggedly handsome. Oh, yeah. But in the kind of wasn't it the last time last year's. Best fanzine was Electric Velocipede, and didn't he put his name down to go into semi-prosine? You're right, and he hasn't, right. and he hasn't getting through there. Oh, it's gonna no. be oh, fascinating. It's gonna be fascinating to see when they release the nominations. I see all the data on it, and see where everything finished below this as well. But that's a good list. Even though, I mean, what Weird Tales I think only produced one, uh, two issues last year. So, I mean, they do really well. Anne's terrific, and so Stephen. So, I mean, that's it's that's... gonna be fascinating. That, I'm just going to say that turns out like a great. You know, they were talking about getting that knocked on the head, but yeah, you know that's a good category now because it's just it's a, it's a hot bed, isn't it? Really, you know, it's it's got all the kind of ones we we looked towards now, so that's an excellent one now. Oh. Hello, hello. Are you all there? I'm still here. Is everyone still here? I think everyone looks. Everyone looks all still mm-hmm. here. Best professional artist. Yeah. Go on, someone read these yeah. um, names out there because they're. Beyond me, <laughs> Daniel Santos, <laughs> okay, best professional Eggleton, artist, <laughs> Stephen Martinier, John Picasso, Sean Tan from Down and Under. I probably yes. got two yeah. out of the three, four, right? There's one from Australia, Jonathan. I think I got them all right. Martinier and uh, Sean Tan. Sean Tan is from Australia, yes. He's a friend of mine, so I'm very happy yeah. to see that. Have you used any He's of them already- artists before, Jonathan? Uh, let me think. Stefan Martinier has done a couple of covers for books of mine, which I've been very lucky to have. And Sean, I've known since he was 19. Uh, he used to do art for a fanzine or a semi-prosine that I did here called The Eidolon. So he's an old friend. I was at his wedding. Oh, best editor best long editor. for. Best editor, right? My now. friend Lou Anders. Hey! Lou Anders, Ginger Buchanan, Liz Gorensky, Patrick Nielsen Hayden, and Juliet Ullman. That's awesome. Is that a good, is that a good little line up there, is I, it? Well, I think it is. I mean, Dave Hartwell, I think, excluded himself from consideration, and he's usually up. But Lou's been doing some awesome work. Ginger is one of the most respected editors in the field. Patrick is as well. I mean, he basically controls a good chunk of what Tor does. So, I mean, yeah, it's a very good ballot. And yay, yay for, for Lou Anders. Yay. It's all getting there. Oh, this is me next. Is it? <gasps> right. Ah. Think it oh. okay. Fingers crossed. So this will be best Best editor short form then, is it? Yes, yes, yes. This is interesting. I want to see how... I also want to see where Stan Schmidt goes. He's 32 nominations in a row or something, or 33? Is this the editor from Analog, is it? Yes, it is. He's been up for 33 years. And he's never won, though, has he? (gasps) And here we go. Oh, you're in, big Congratulations. Well done. Thank you very much. And Alan. Yes. So it's Ellen Datlow. Can I say Go on then, you, Sorry, you read it out. Sorry, no, you, you go, Tony. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, for best edit short form, Ellen Datlow, Stanley Schmidt, Jonathan Strand, Gordon Van Gelder, and Sheila Williams. That's a, okay. that's a strong one, mind you, Jonathan, to be in there. Congratulations. Well, I, I, 
Thank you very much. I'm very pleased. I mean, I can tell you that's exactly the same ballot as for the last three years now. Exactly the same. <laughs> and as I, quite like right, as I quite rightly pointed out, you didn't win it last year. <laughs> but not only did I, did I not win it last year, but I came a distant, dismal last. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, if I come up to merely a, you know, a distant last rather than a dismal last, I feel, I'll feel like I've won. <laughs> but that's great. I'm delighted. I'm just delighted. I guess Tony will have to be getting out our tuxedos for, um, for AussieCon. Oh, yeah, well, I don't think I'll be going over there. I think Grant's going to look after me. <laughs> magic. Oh, magic. Tony, you've got to go over now. Oh, then did he cost me a fortune to fly you over there. <laughs> <laughs> but then what if you, what if you won? I'm sweating. Honestly, I'm sweating. I mean, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, Jonathan, yeah, I you, again, you hit the nail. You know, it's just that being on the nomination. You know what I mean? That's, I know. I'm going to actually contact um, Josh, my web designer. That nom- yeah. nomination <laughs> thing's getting put on the website tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, the first time that I was nominated, I was nominated in Denver, in Colorado. And I flew over pretty much just because I was nominated. Had a great time. Uh, came dismally last and felt like a million dollars the whole time. It really did. It was such a great thing. It really is. You, oh, what's oh, this one? Oh, this is somebody hard. else. Oh, no. Where's Torchwood? Go on then, Grant. Oh, Grant, you read it Torchwood out. Torchwood would be for long, oh, long, long, oh, no, long form. Yes. <laughs> okay, yep. Grant, um, should read, I read these? Yes, please. Go on, Grant. Okay, this is best dramatic presentation short form. We've got Doctor Who... The Next Doctor, Doctor Who, Planet of the Dead, Doctor Who, The Waters of Mars, so basically all Doctor Who this year, Dollhouse Epitaph 1, and Flash Forward, No More Good Days. I think it might be Joss Whedon. What do you think, kids? Could be. I think Joss Whedon might have it. Could be. Yeah. There's, with just three in, though, the Doctor Who's, do you know what I mean? It's a, um, mm. They've got a damn good chance there. It's interesting yeah. to see... Of those series, Dollhouse has been cancelled and Flash Forward is on the bubble right now looking at cancellation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's strong, obviously, too. That speaks mm. well for it. Yep. But three nominations for Russell T. Davies. Yes. Um, yeah, because it's supposed to be around. Mm. Wouldn't you feel rotten if you lost? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's done an amazing job anyways, do you know what I mean? And yeah. He's out of there oh. now and it's, he's, left, you know, he's handed over the reins anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. I think he's on one previously as well, so I'm sure he he will be feeling pretty good. Um, but that's that's interesting, very interesting. I just watched the, the first episode of the new Doctor Who last night. Did you Did you like it? Yeah, it was fun. Lots yes, of fun. Yes, I, and I liked I liked the new Doctor. You know, isn't, mm. I thought he was. You know, it just felt so comfortable watching it. You know, he just felt so natural, yeah. and, and he's and he's he's himself. If you know, for once, for a better description, he's quite. Yeah. I like him. Amy, where are we on... I'm sorry. Next next we'll have uh, Best Dramatic Long Form, hoping to see Torchwood there. Mm. And then we'll be on Graphic Story and um, Best Related Work, and then we'll be in Best Short Story, and we'll be going through the fiction then at that point. Uh Okay, great. Top ones. Jonathan, have you you got a chance of anything else coming up or not, or...? No, this 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 was my my thing was uh, you know I was eligible for best editor short form, uh, and nothing else. Whereas I mean some awards have you know best anthology that kind of thing. Right, you guys don't. Right, that's where uh, I go. I've got to say I'm just delighted. Avatar. Oh, best dramatic presentation long form. Avatar, District Nine. All right. Moon. Yes. Yes. Star Trek. And up. Yay! Good I love list. Up. I'm glad. I'm glad Moon got on there. I'm glad. So Moon. Mm-hmm. And District Nine, both tremendous films. They are very. I, I wonder whether they'll show up at the ceremony though. I don't. I, you know, generally they don't. <laughs> generally they yeah. don't. Generally, it's sort of yeah. somebody from yeah. the local video distribution office or something comes. <laughs> yeah. But actually, the one year they did send along. It was it uh, the guy who played. Oh, Sam from from um, Lord of the Rings came one year to to, to accept the award when they won because of course wow. these guys won't come unless you tell them they won already. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, 
Sean Astin. Sean Astin was very active yes. on behalf of everything having to do with that film. He he really put himself out. Yeah, he did. Derek Ryan. Well, I think I would, I would like Moon to win out of that lot because I, I really uh, enjoyed Moon. Yeah, I'd say. That was my my first and best choice for the nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would have liked to have seen um, uh, Torchwood's, uh, you know, Children of Earth on there, too. Yeah. I can't believe Torchwood wasn't there. I'm struggling to see why Up's there. Do you know what I mean? I know Wally was there a couple of years ago, but... It's fantasy? I know. I guess. Yes, I know, but just... You didn't like it? Yes, I liked it, to be quite honest, you know, and... um... Probably more so than Avatar. <laughs> my, my guess is it got nominated because it's the new Pixar movie, right. and there's a tendency <laughs> to vote by vote and by rote kind of thing. That's mandatory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can I just say I finally saw Avatar the other week, <clears throat> and the popcorn was great. <laughs> I was to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you found it. I've got to say, I'm kind of hoping that uh, I'm hoping they'll do a good job with uh, a Princess of Mars, the Edgar Rice Burroughs thing. They've been playing oh, around yeah. someone on and off for doing that for sixty years or something. So to actually get around to making it is phenomenal. I mean, Max Fleischer, I think, one time worked on it, so it's going to be something interesting. And it'll be all over the Hugo Ballad if it's even remotely bearable. I think teenage boys' dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just having a look on the actual Twitter feed and everyone's Twittering away like mad here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I can see the same That's thing. That's a graphic story. I'm going to let somebody else talk about that because I've got to be honest, I don't read any of them. So it'll be interesting to see. There they are. Ah, nice. Have a read. Again again? Oh, excellent. Yes. Best graphic story, Batman, Whatever Happened to the Caped Crusader. This is the Neil Gaiman one. Yeah, the winner. Uh, and MI13, Volume 3, Vampire State. Fables, Volume 12, The Dark Ages. Girl Genius, Volume 9, Agatha Herodyne and the Heirs of the Storm. And Schlock Mercenary, The Longshoreman of the Apocalypse. <laughs> Very happy to That's... see Paul, Paul Cornell on there. Me too. And Bill Willingham. I love Bill Willingham. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm delighted. At, and, and my wife reads fables a lot and thinks it's awesome, so I take her word completely. But that's great. I think all, that's a really good ballad. It really is. Do you think Gaiman will win because he's Gaiman? You never know. I, I, he could be at that stage now where he may not win because he's Gaiman. Mm. No, I don't think so. We all love him. We do. I, I love him. I, I like him, but uh, well, it was a great reinfusion of of energy for Batman too. I mean, it was a, a yeah. really important piece there. And, and and I guess to go against the sort of the the idea that he wins just because he, he's Neil is let's not forget that he's actually Neil. I mean, he's actually really really good at what he does, <laughs> and so uh, he deserves to be there and would be a very fitting winning. I know that that. Uh, the Dark Ages installment of Fables is supposed to be really, very, very, very good. Uh, I'm delighted to see the Cornell there because whilst I don't follow this stuff, I do know that I think Captain Britain ended up getting cancelled. So, you know, and this was uh, his own solo title. So, just to see that getting recognised um, is a great thing. And of course, Phil Folio has been around for like 100 million years. He used to do artwork for old Robert Asprin novels. Oh, best related work. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> Jack Vance, come on down. 93-year-old right. Jack Vance. This is me, Jack Vance, or more properly, this is I for his first, first novel. I've just ordered, read out the, I've the, ordered that as well, so that's coming to my little... Here we go. Okay. Best related work, Canary Fever, reviews by John Clute. Yes. Hope in the Mist, The Extraordinary Career and Mysterious Life of Hope and Release by Michael Swanwick. Yes. The Intergalactic Playground, a critical study of children's and teen science fiction by Farah Mendelssohn. Excellent. The Secret Feminist Cabal by Australian Harold, H- Helen Merrick, who called it. Yay! And of course, oh, Jack Vance. I hope Jack wins. I do, I do, yes. I do. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit biased because I've just did an interview with him, and it was like an hour and a half of just pure joy. Do you know what I mean? He was 93 yeah. year old, and it was just one of the best moments in my life to speak to him. Do you know what I mean? 
He actually invited us over to stay, to bring me family and come over and out and stay with them. You know what I mean? He's just, what a nice man. So I'm just, all my hopes are going for that. And you should I've, go over I'm sure he'll um, he'll be going over. Oh, I don't know. I mean, he's 93 and blind. He's travelled the world, Jonathan. You know as well. You know what I mean? He's never stopped travelling. <laughs> it would be great, great if he did. I, I went up to his house for coffee one time, and he's a fascinating guy. So he that really was is. that the house that 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 he built as well. Mm. Oh, and here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes! What's this? Oh, best yes. short story. Excellent. Ride sickle. Oh, the, yes, go on. Clark's Wheel's in there as well with Spa. Yeah. Johnson. Go on, Amy, I'll let you read these ones. I'm shaking like a fucking Best short story The Bride of Frankenstein by Mike Resnick from Asmox. I haven't read that one. Bride Sickle by Will McIntosh. Someone's read, someone's read that one, haven't they, Amy? <laughs> they certainly have. Go team. The Moment by Lawrence and Schoen from Footprints. The, sorry, Non-Zero Probabilities by N.K. Jemison from Clark's World. And Spar by Kids Johnson for Clark's World. Two in there from Clark's World. They must be jumping, you know, they're getting yeah. a great be, year. Yeah. Yes. I'm delighted to see Kids Johnson up. I remember talking to Sean Wallace before they published it, and he was going, oh, we don't have that content. It's graphic sex and everything. I don't think anyone's going to like it. Gardner Dessois is going to just be horrified when it comes to New Year's Best, and I'm thrilled to see it that there. She's just a great writer. And, of course, Nora Jemison is doing brilliantly with her career up for the Nebula for the same story, so that's a very interesting ballot. The the Moment one by Lawrence M. Scone, if, if that's uh, Footprints, Sean. I haven't even shown. I haven't even heard of Footprints, to be quite honest. No, me either, no. So that's well, a, wasn't Footprints the um, a Jay Lake edited anthology? I'm not sure. Mm. I was actually wondering if it wasn't uh, something done out of the UK by I'm trying to remember the chap's name. Oh right, uh, which is awful. There was a small press thing. Oh, oh right, what? We oh yes, get it. Oh yes. I, uh, oh yes. Center Baker, fabulous priest, red mask, black mask, gentleman oh, beast by Eugene yes. Foster. That's the one I did for yes. uh, uh, that other. Podcast <laughs> Escape Pod. Yes. That oh, one. and Charlie Stross is up there too, and Paul Cornell. This is for best novelette. Yeah. And if you'll forgive me for e- ego, two of the stories I edited are on, on the ballot, which makes me very happy. <laughs> is one the so, did, one the so, 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 did, did we re- yes? Did we read it out? It's best novelette. Eros Philia Agape by Rachel Swersky from Tor.com, published online. The Island by Peter Watts by uh, from the New Space Opera Two. It Takes Two by Nicola Griffith from Eclipse 3. One of Our Bastards is Missing by Paul Cornell from the Solaris Book of New SF. Overtime by Charles Stross from Tor.com. Sinner, Baker, Fabulous Priest, Red Mask, Black Mask, Gentleman, Beast, which could have been a shorter title. UG Foster. <laughs> what a great ballot. That's it. That's it. They're always kind of nice hot ones to kind of keep an eye on, aren't they? You know? Charlie Stross in there again. He's never he's ever, never won a, a Hugo Award, so I wonder if that that's why he was putting himself up for the best fan writer. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I was really really pulling for the women of Nelgwyn's by Cage Baker for best novella, and I'm so glad to see it there. Go on, Amy, read that out. This is because this is for best novella. Best novella, Act One by Nancy Cress from Asmox. The God Engines by John Scalzi from Subterranean. Palimpsest by Charles Strauss for uh, Wireless. Shambling Towards Hiroshima by James Morrow for Tachyon. Vishnu at the Cat Circus by Ian McDonald for Severe Bad Days. And The Women of Nell Gwynn's by Cage Baker from Subterranean. Go on, Amy, which one there would you like to see win? I'd like to see Cage Baker. Um, I wish she was here to, to know that she was nominated. Um, but uh, I've I've been a great fan of hers for uh, for many years, and um, uh, of course devastated by her, her recent death. But mm. the, uh, the the Women of Nell Winds is a is a really exceptional um, uh, sort of steampunk um, send up that's that's got an awful lot of heart. It, it does an awful lot in. in for the size of story that it is. And so I'm just really pleased to see that there. It's definitely deserved. 
I've got a, a soft spot, I must admit, for Ian McDonald's story. Uh, I've loved his work oh. for years, so I'd love to see it uh, do well. Um, but so far, a, go a good and interesting short fiction ballad. Very good and interesting. Mm. Getting back and of course, to we're, the... We're, Sorry, I was going to say, just jumping yeah. back to the novelette, I would like to see Peter Watts. Do you know what I mean? He's having a bit of a crappy time at the minute. I would love him to see the island win. I owe you that, I would. Way, Tony. Yes, you've got that in a red. <laughs> <laughs> You'll forgive me if, I, if I'm rooting for uh, Nicola Griffith as, because I published it, so I, I'd actually love to see her win. <laughs> uh, I mean, she's already got a nebula for, for uh, a science fiction novel, so... Any which way would be wonderful. but And, of course, we've just got what George Martin used to call the big one left. Yes, drum roll. Come on, who do you think is going to be in? Let's go on, just quickly see if we can get it. Um, Amy, who do you think is going to be in? At least one do you think is going to be in? Well, I think a lot of people are talking about the wind-up girl uh, as, as a, a possibility. The dark horse I'd like to see is Genesis by Bernard Beckett. Grant? Um, Jeff Vandermeer Finch. Is my call, Jonathan? Uh, I'm gonna say. Um, let me think. M maybe Stan Robinson's Galileo Dreams. And Larry, what do you think? China. Yes. Yeah. yeah. China. You That's, bet. Mm, mm. I would love to see China. So fingers yeah. crossed. Well, this is so. This is it. This is the last one, then, isn't it? Yeah. Then we can go back yes. to handicapping the the ballot. <laughs> <laughs> And Jonathan, I heard on, on your Twitter that you've read his new one, Kraken. I have. I love it. I love it. It's great. Is it good, is it? He's such a good writer. Oh, it's very good. It's kind of like Perdido uh, at Street Station meets Unlondon. Here we go. There it is. Ah. Oh, he's in. China ah. Mayville's in. The City yep. in the City. Bone oh. Best novel. Bone Shaker, Sherry Priest. The City in the City, China Mayville. Julian Comstock. Story, it keeps moving up. Story of 22nd Century America by... Robert Charles Wilson, Palmerset by Catherine M. Vante, Wake, oh, Rick, Robert G. Sawyer, I bet he's chuffed a bit, and Wind Up Girl, Paolo Baggioglubi, Nightshade. Any surprises in there? I think Wake's a bit of a surprise for me. I didn't expect that. Yeah, I'd that. say Wake, Wake and Catherine Valenti's novel Palimpsest is a little bit of a surprise. It's, very, it's a terrific book, but not a book I necessarily would have immediately expected. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. I'm and I'm interested to see that Stan Robinson didn't make it. Or Corey. As the... yeah. Yes, what well, was well, well, Stan's the convention guest of honour, so... Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> I, I thought he might have got it. But, yeah. I, but now that I think about it, it's split between... Uh, it was, the book was published in the UK in 2009 and in the US in 2010, so maybe that did it. Confused people. But that, that's a great ballot. That is a great ballot. I know. I don't know. I don't know which one to pick because I know that Cherry Priest is getting like a lot of talk with this bone shaker, guy. You know, so I would like it to see China would would get that one. You know, China Mayville. I would like to see him. That would be. My I'd best. actually love to. I'd be very happy to see China win, but I'd also love to see Paolo win. I mean, uh, Wilson's already won in the past for you know for best novel. Um, but that's a young ballot. Uh, you actually look at the writers there. There's two fairly well-established writers, and the rest are very, very new. Too so cool. that's really exciting. Very exciting. Well, that's it, isn't it? Then that's the. Uh, that's it. I do believe. Yes. Congratulations again, Tony. Yes, and Jonathan. And Jonathan. Well done. Jonathan. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. Yeah, well, congratulations to everybody. This has been excellent, to be quite honest. Like I say, just watching it come out live has been fascinating. Do you know? So. so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I missed again. Uh, where does this? Where, when does the award take place? The actual uh, Hugo Awards. Oh, that's Worldcon. Uh, and oh, where yes. is that going to be? That will be Melbourne, Aussie. Australia. I'm sorry, where? Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, ah. Melbourne, Australia. So on the Sunday, September the the first Sunday of September, it'll be presented. Ah. ah. My birthday. Excellent. Good, Tony. You going? No, I'm gonna. I'm pushing Grant there. Even if I was there, to be quite honest, I don't know if I could even get up. <laughs> Shy Burns. Is there any any surprises out of these? Like these whole nominations? Has there been any kind of surprises for anybody? I know. I think the the big surprise at the beginning was there's been like a lot of votes and there was. 
only 30, is that right? Only 33 was not online. Yes. That's right. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So it's a huge uh, online vote. It's probably the, one of the most non-American votes in years. Only 60% North American uh, voters. A uh, lot people from around the world showing up, I think. I mean, it's not, I think the great surprise, the wonderful surprise, is um, uh, Fred Paul for Fan Yes. yes. Yeah. I think that's magic. I think it's a magic thing. And, of course, some podcast for something or other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Vance I mean, as well. Bit, Don't forget Jack Vance. Yeah, oh, I know. You know, that's um, an amazing that, that, feat. It, it's an amazing feat for a 93-year-old man who hasn't been nominated for a Hugo since the late 60s to show up for his autobiography. And when you realize how it was written, that, I mean, he's blind, so he's dictated it to uh, somebody and they've written it out and everything else, it's just a great thing. I'm just thrilled with that. that that's one of the best things. I mean, it's really exciting, too, because Fred Pohl was one of the big names when I was a kid, before I started writing, before I barely, I was barely reading at that point, and there was Fred Pohl's name, and then there he is now, while I'm an old guy, uh, mm. being up for a Hugo Award. It's, it's incredible. incredible. Might bring a whole exactly. new generation to discover him for the first time through this as yeah. well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so you've got two 90-plus gentlemen on the ballot, yeah. and yet, yeah. otherwise, yeah. you have a tremendously young ballot in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah. Um, and a fairly strong showing from women on the ballot, it looks like, which sometimes doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. And a str- unsurprisingly, given all of the online uh, nominations, uh, a, f- a few from you know, first time you know, from from online places. It's interesting, but not surprising that uh, Tor.com did as well as it did. When you realise this is only its f- is it the second year that they're n- nominating for, so it's it's still fairly new, and yet it's got two Hugo nominations: a best novelette. So so that's interesting. Um, We've got this magazine. This, we've got things we've never heard of before. Yeah, it's it's just an exciting ballot. So it all kind of kicks off now. When when is does anyone know when actually the votes have to be in? When's the final day for actually voting for the winners? Gosh. I don't think I've even announced the first day. I think it's like later today it goes live, and then you've got up until about a week before the convention. Right. That sounds Something about like that. from last year. I really like the the semi prosing one, you know. I mean, that's like a, I think now because, like, say, every time year in year out, Locus was winning it, but now you know, the likes of Weird Tales come along and Clark's World. I'm going to put my money on Clark's World. Yeah, there's me, there's me, there's me pound coin gone. <laughs> well, you, you have to forgive me again, but I'll be voting for Locus, <laughs> given that I work for him. Yeah, I think it would be very poor form not to. <laughs> and also, I mean, it, it's a really big transition year for them, as you could imagine. So, I mean, to me, Ansible is predictable. Um, it's, it does a great job. But for me, Clark's World or Locus, I'd be very happy to see win. Because um, you're right, Clark's World have done a, had a, done a great job the last few years. Uh, and this year particularly. And to get two stories onto the ballot in the short story category is just a great achievement. Yes. And I, and I have to tell you, quite likely the winner, I think, you know, I, I, th- I think a story from Clarksville could well, well win the Hugo this year. Um, and Charlie Strauss for two pieces of short fiction, which is interesting. Particularly since he didn't have, I mean, he didn't have a novel out this year, I don't think so. Did he? Yeah, he did, actually. He did have a novel out. So even though he had novels, two short stories out. So that's great. Do you think um, he'll, he'll stand the chance this year of winning, Charlie Strauss? He, oh, you had to ask that, didn't you? Um yeah, no, no, I don't think he will win. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, I think at best novella, I think John Scalzi is a really likely contender. He's hugely popular, uh, and that story's been available, and I think it's up for the Nebula as well. So I think I think John might actually be a very good candidate to win best novella. And I actually think there's a real feeling behind Peter Watts for The Island. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it could very well take home the gong as well. I mean, I have a long history of being very, very wrong, but those two, I think, could well take their categories, and I think Kids Johnson could pick up the, could pick up a Hugo for best short story. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see how it, how it plays. You know, you've also got and, though, that um, 
Sinabeka, fabulous one in the Novletsk, and that was that mm. proved a very popular story on Interzone. You know, and Larry narrated it, and it got it got loads of kind of good feedback going from it as well. But I think for Novlet, the island Peter Watts, it's got to be for me. It's in that little known new space mm. opera. Do you know what I mean? So, but that might yeah. that might yeah. hamper it a bit. But you know, fingers crossed. It, it, it could won't. be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the other thing that's going to be fascinating is which we're about to change demographic, right? Because a young online group have voted or have nominated, but will they be the people who actually vote? Mm. Or are we going to find out that other people will come along and uh, vote because they're the actual attendees getting print ballots in their mailboxes and all this sort of stuff? So depending how the demographic changes, I mean, I know in previous years people who have come in top of the nominations have come in last in the votes. Right. So that does happen. So um, it's just, going to be. I'm just having a look at um, the, the fanzine category again. I've heard of File Seven Seven Zero, Drink Tank. I think I've heard. I think yes. Not Challenger. I haven't heard of Challenger. I've heard of Banana Wings. I'm sure Banana Wings has been in a f- for a while now. Yeah. And the top one, Argentus. I haven't heard of that. I've heard of that too. Yes, it's been nominated before. These are not quite long time nominees, but they're they're well known. Most of them, so. But then I think there's actually, I hate to, you know, not to sound like I've got a, anything involved with it, but there's a bit of a, a rush behind Starship Sofa. I think it, it's not impossible. It's not impossible it could get out. Fingers crossed. And you never know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> you never know. And also, I mean, once you're on the ballot, I mean, I can tell you, I mean, the, the first year I was on the ballot, I thought I had no chance and I had no chance. And even when they were re- reading it out, I thought I've got no chance and I had no chance. The second time, I sat there going, you never know. It's only five. I mean, come on. It's one in five. Even if it was actually one in a million, it was actually only one in five. What could happen? So you just never know. It's like it's great. I think it's. I, but I'm just having a quick look here. Since we're talking about best fanzine, six in this seven, Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I think they said in the feed, there's a couple of ties. So, for example, there's like six in one of the short fiction categories. Right. Uh, six, and there's what, one, two, three, six novellas, um, six novels. I mean, novels only five, so. So there's been ties in a lot of car- uh, a lot of categories that they've resolved by just letting you know, more works onto the ballot, which they can do under the rules. So that's interesting that, that there's as many nominees as there are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Electric Velo- I mean, Electric Velocipede won last year, and it's not there, which is interesting. But he, I'm sure, Jonathan, I'm sure he pulled himself out of the fanzine and wanted to go for the semi-prozine. Yeah. Well, all I can say is that File 770's won before, and so has... Actually, Plocktica's not there, and that's won before, but File 770's is the one that's done it before, done it before so it'll be interesting to see what happens. It really will. Um, in fact, last year... Actually, the... You have taken Electric Velocity's spot on the ballot because it's exactly the same as last year, plus you, Tony. Is it? Because Ar- Argentus Banana Wings Challenger Drink Tank and File 770 were all on the ballot oh. last year. <laughs> so you're the new blood. Yes, the, the, the one to get picked on. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the young chap around town. What, what'll, be, be, what'll be interesting, though, is... Now, you know, Starship Sofa's on there. I wonder what will happen next year. Do you know what I mean? Will Escape yeah. Pod get into, you know, the semi-pros? That's just what I was thinking. Escape Pod's massive. Do you know what I mean? The, you know, yes. Things like that. But it is. It doesn't, ma- it doesn't yeah. matter because Starship Sofa's the first one and that's all that matters to me. You know? yep. <laughs> well, that, that was like when uh, Locus Online was a, there was a special website, Hugo, and Locus Online won it. And to be the first is really a huge thing. And I see that they've got the nominees listing online, so they're really on top of what they're doing yes. over on the AussieCon website. Well, I, I did a little, uh, I did a little interview with Cheryl just just before we we kind of came online there, and she's saying she's been the first day it was great for the internet and Wi-Fi connection, but now everyone's kind of used sucking it all up. She's had a bit of a hell of a time, and she, you know, she was saying you know you never know how these things are going to go, but it's went excellent the way Cheryl's handled yeah. this and got it all out. You know, there hasn't been a hiccup. No, no, not at all. It's gone very well. I mean, hats off to them. I mean, we're always very quick to criticise when people get the organisation of these things wrong. Um, so to get it right is is really interesting. How do we go? 
and I, I just see as well they've, they've actually posted information about their ballots. You know, they got what the eight hundred odd ballots with what seven hundred people nominating in the best novel category, uh, which is quite a lot. That, 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 that's a strong vote, and then close to four hundred in each of the short fiction categories. Um, 500 odd in the uh, best, best, basically best movie category. Um, also, so they've, you got, can, they've got a good. You can actually go now and have a look at all the kind of votes. Where, where, where is this at, then, Jonathan? Where oh, no, on the okay on the AussieCon site, it's in the uh, convention reporter feed. There's a link. Right. Uh, they ha- they have um, just a total number of nominations in each category. So there's 356 nominating ballots for the Campbell Award, 199 for Fan Artist, 298 for Fanzine. Three three hundred and nineteen for fan writer, three seventy seven for semi prosine, four hundred three twenty seven for professional artist, four hundred and nineteen for best editor short form, two eighty nine for best editor long form, two eighty two for best dramatic presentation short form, five hundred and forty one for best dramatic presentation long form, two hundred and twenty one nominations for graphic story, two hundred and fifty nine for related work, four hundred and thirty two for short story, four hundred and Two for novelette, three hundred and seventy-five for novella, and six hundred and ninety-nine for novel. For novel. Wow! So, so it's quite a strong ballot. It's got a lot of people yeah. casting their, their vote, expressing their opinion. Mm. Well, I think so, it's, yes. it's been a, it's been a, a fab old time. <laughs> it had a gay old time in the town tonight. I I think sort of maybe I'll be, I'll be having I don't know what champagne and orange for breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's honestly, it's lovely having you all on. Like I said, to share this kind of moment, it's been, you know what I mean, it's been amazing. Amy, Grant, Jonathan, Larry, you know what I mean, you've made it so special for me. It's been excellent. I've just been a bit, a little bit flappy. (laughs) (laughs) As well you should. As well you should. Well, well, I'm sure Grant, Amy and Lawrence, or Larry would agree with me. That it's well deserved, Tony. You put a hell of a lot of work into Starship Sofa and shows, so I think you deserve to be on the ballot. I really do. Well done. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're making making us a blush now. (laughs) (laughs) Group hug, everyone. Group hug. Hey, that's uh, (laughs) it's fab, isn't it? That's what you miss being online. Hugs. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, shucks. (laughs) And beer. Beer. And beer. Beer would be good. Yes. <laughs> well, not now because I've supped mine. <laughs> you only had one available, Tony. I had two. I've done. I've done you two. Uh, I've had a great time here, and you know it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Will our heroes survive this terrible ordeal? Can they win through with their integrity unscathed? Can they escape without completely compromising their honor and artistic judgment? Tune in next week for the next exciting installment of Starship Sofa. Evacuation procedure initiated. Shuttle set for launch. Airlock will be opened in 3, 2, 1.